Welcome to the Be Encouraged podcast. And if this is your first time pushing play, I want you to know that you are so welcomed here. I am your host, Jackie Brindle. I am a mom of three, wife, teacher, blogger, speaker, and I do like to run. We all need a little encouragement on the good and not so good days to lift us up and onward. That's my hope for you, that you will be so encouraged and know that with God, nothing is impossible. Welcome back to the Be Encouraged podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Brindle, and you're listening to episode number 99, you guys, on the podcast. Thank you so much for making space today to be encouraged, uh, whether you're driving your car, or maybe you are just, I don't know, folding the laundry. Who knows what you're doing? Maybe you're getting on your walk or run. You know how uh, sometimes that is. Hey friend, welcome back to the Be Encouraged podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Brindle. And if this is your first time listening here, I just want to tell you, thank you so much for coming on in and wanting to be encouraged today. I hope this message meets you right where you're at. And for those of you who've been here before, hey, thank you so much for making space. I know you guys, you live busy lives and I hope this is something worth listening to that encourages you onward. Now, I want to tell you, it has been quite a week. In fact, I feel like the first couple months of getting back into the school routine and getting back into a certain rhythm has been so difficult. So, uh, you know, it stretched me thin and I feel like even, you know, doing this podcast, this is the 99th episode, you guys. And I felt like, you know, the Lord showed me not to be defeated. And there are many times in my life, not just with making this podcast, but with parenting and becoming a mom and different ups and downs. I felt like, man, I'm just going to throw in the towel. I feel defeated. I feel lost. I feel hopeless. I feel just exhausted. And I feel like I'm not the only one who has felt like that in my life, who feels like maybe right now in this season, man, do I need some encouragement, not just encouragement, but I need prayer. So I don't know if you're listening today and you're like, yeah, I need prayer, Jackie. Yes. Or yes, I need to that encouragement, that life, that, that words that speak life over my life. Well, listen, you are in for such a treat today because I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Ms. Delphine Kirkland. And I'm going to tell you what, she is so strong in her faith. She is a prayer warrior. If you don't know what a prayer warrior is, by the end of this, you will definitely know what a prayer warrior is because she is so beautifully that. And I just love her story, her testimony. I mean, you guys have to listen in to her testimony because it is like a struggle like no other. And yet she still um, has come out on the other end and shares this beautiful testimony that just oh, it just moves my heart so much. And I just can't wait for you all to be blessed by what she has to say as she is an author of three books and a faith encourager. So you guys need to go ahead and grab your cup of coffee, get on your walk or run today. But wherever you are, my friend, I know you will be encouraged. Let's go. Welcome to the Be Encouraged podcast, you guys. I'm so beyond delighted to have my friend, my newest friend here with us today, Miss Delphine Kirkland, and we are on episode number 99. Thanks again for joining me today. Excited to be here. Thank you for asking me. 
Yes, I'm so excited for everyone to get to know you. Um, and I know I actually stumbled upon Jasmine Roll's uh, Instagram page, the Purpose 365 page, and found you there. And I love you guys. If you've not checked out Purpose 365, definitely something to go ahead and check out because I love what he's doing over there and encouraging people in their purpose and in their walk. And you just happened to catch my eye. And I loved what you had to say about purpose. And then I was like, wait, she's a guest speaker on the, on his podcast. So then I listened to you and your, your beautiful story. It's so fascinating. And if you guys wanted to listen again, that purpose 365 podcast episode, I mean, it goes, tells you a lot of her story there, which hopefully she mentions a little bit of that today. Um, but I'm just really excited. So, uh, once I heard that, I knew I had to have you on Delphine. I was like, that's it. This girl's got to come on and encourage people. Um, and so for those of you who don't know Miss Delphine Kirkland, I would love for you to paint the picture for them and ravel a bit about who you are and what you're about. Well, I am, like she said, Delphine Kirkland. I am an evangelist. I'm a storyteller. <laughs> I am a faith encourager. I'm a Christian blogger and a Christian author. I authored three books. The first one is Just Jesus and Me. Next one, Hiding God, Word in My Heart and Family Time with God, which is a devotional. I've served 25 years in the women jail ministry. I'm not doing it right now because COVID came in, so we haven't went back yet. And I love to encourage people who feel defeated, those that are struggling with their walk by faith and want to give up. And I'd like to cheer them on and encourage them not to give up and how to overcome and how to trust God regardless. Mm, I love that. I couldn't think of a better person to paint that picture for us even further than you, my friend. Um, you just speak so much life and truth. And I, I think that is needed in this world today. You know, I think um, I was thinking about the 99. As you know, I was telling you when we were connecting, I was like really stirring my heart, um, just the number 99 and how God, Jesus talked about all of that in the Bible and how he really cared for the lost. He really wanted people to know like the one matters to me, not great. We have the 99, but the one I will go all the way out and grab them from the wolves. Right. So I feel like sometimes though, as a, as a person just living in this world, I can get a little lost and a little lost in my purpose and a little lost. Um, you know, even when you feel like there's been times in my life where I've felt like God forgotten me or, you know, I'm just asking God for healing over somebody or, um, you know, sometimes life just feels hopeless situation. Like no matter which way we, we put the square peg in the circle hole, it's not going, you know? So I feel like I really want to speak encouragement to all those types of seasons. Um, and, and just over the, you know, talking about too the lost, you know, um, cause we all can feel like that, you know, like you said, defeated. Yes, uh, what I'd like to say about the one that's lost, we're going to define that because sometime when I look at that scripture about the one that's lost, remember, he had a shepherd and he strayed. And let's put it in a church version. You can be lost in church. Mm. You can go to church every day, every Sunday, whatever Sabbath, you know, you, you choose and still be in a congregation lost. The stray don't have to be, I walked away from the church, or I walked away from just uh, not being in a Bible study, I walked away, you know, like the person in the, in the world walked away. But 
when you stray from God, remember, God never locks the door on a stray. He never locks the door on a stray. And you under this shepherd, whether it's a spiritual shepherd or a natural shepherd, and you can sit in church and just be depressed, oppressed, and just losing hope. And you straying right in the midst of attending church. So I wanted to find both strays. You got a shepherd, you got a shepherd over your congregation, you got a shepherd, which is the Lord. And when you stray, I want to encourage those that want, that want, that one, that stray. He can always come back. But there are times we get in that world and we get so engulfed in the world and what's going on in the world and the devil likes strays. He liked those that do not have a shepherd. He liked, because he know the shepherd is gonna keep the sheep in order. A good shepherd cares about the stray. That's the reason it was so important for him to get that one. Mm. You have the whole, he got the 99. They were secure. But that one that strayed was in danger. And a good shepherd would never sleep knowing that. One of his children, one of the soul, one of the sheep is in danger. Mm -hmm. It's no guarantee that he'll come back alive. It's no guarantee he'll come back to him. So he was secure with the 99, but I got one. And let you let you see, God loves. He loves strays. <laughs> the devil wants you to think that he doesn't. And regardless how you walked away from the Lord, he loves you. And he will go above and beyond to get you back. And so that shepherd that loved him had to go out because when a shepherd is sheltering the other sheep, he's going to look, watch out for them. The shepherd, a good shepherd, mm. has a relationship with everyone of those sheep. Mm -hmm. He know the sheep. Mm -hmm. He know them by name. I used to have um, uh, two Dawson. My first pet, I had a toy poodle and a large poodle. And they had two different type personality. Mm -hmm. I know which one can get in trouble and I know which one was good. I know which one got it bad because I, I am their shepherd. I know. And I know who to you know, how to get things in order. Just like I had two Dawson, one was Princess and, and, and one was Missy. And they had two, two type of uh, 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 attitude. They both had attitude, really, but, <laughs> but they had, you know, and, but I knew, I knew them because I was their shepherd. I had to get things and I, I knew how to chastise one when they, you know, chew my shoe up, you know, and I didn't have to guess who did it. I knew because I know them. Mm. And the Lord knows us by name. And he, and so that shepherd have a relationship with the sheep. The sheep may get discouraged. The sheep may lose hope. He knows. And when a sheep stray, 
God don't make a mistake. Yeah. Because see, God is a wise God. <laughs> he is. But he, he, he's, he don't like them to stray. But that's a choice mm. that they make. Because see, I was reading about David, which was a shepherd boy. Yes. And when a good shepherd, a shepherd knows how many uh, sheep he has. That's the reason he counted. Because every shepherd, when they come back, he count them one by one. Mm-hmm. And that's when he realized that that one shepherd was gone. The sheep was gone. Because the shepherd keep the sheep in line. Mm-hmm. Because they use a ox gourd, which is a wooden rod. And at the end of the rod, there's a, uh, spikes. And prick them when they get out of the flow. And so it's like he kind of pierce them, get back in line, get back in line. Because he don't want them to go astray. But sometimes they can't slip away, unaware. And so a good shepherd knows that that sheep are going to be in danger. Mm. And, and it, he knew the other one was secure. So you safe, but that, this one is not safe. And that's what I love about God. Because, you know, we can, uh, uh, the shepherd is sort of like a, 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 a parent. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the look, look at the one about the parable of the prodigal son. Oh yeah. The father, well, let's talk about parents. Parents, every parents know that children do not come with instruction. No, they don't. <laughs> the, the, the one that I can always relate to that came with instruction was Samuel. Was Samson, I'm sorry. You couldn't eat, you know, certain food, you couldn't touch certain things. You know, a certain way, you know, you couldn't even, you know, eat, 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 eat anything containing to wine, couldn't drink, you know, couldn't touch a dead. So he came with instruction, but kids do not come with instruction. And I'm sure that their prodigal son father did all that he could do, but the son strayed. Mm. But the son, the father didn't ever run behind him, begged him. He was grown. But that's the reason I love about our shepherd, even though we may stray. Mm-hmm. he's watching over us yeah he is he's watching over because i strayed i had good parents but i strayed but their prayers and i love about praying prayers even though the father didn't go out to stop the prodigal son sometimes we have to stray to see what we had at home sometimes we stray and realize what we had and i should never live but we would never know that to you straight. So because sometimes we like, sometimes God don't stop them. Even though I know the, the parents don't want them to go out. But some things need be to appreciate home, to appreciate that good meal, that mom, to appreciate that father being uh working and taking care and putting you know a roof over their head. But when they get out, because the devil like you to stray, and when he see you weak and he think of, he can put all kind of things in your heart and mind to make you go out and feel like, you know, it's greener on the other side or they're having a good time until you get out there. And he's ready to kill, steal your joy, your peace and destroy you. But you know, in that parable, it never said about the father prayed the Bible said, return, you old backslider. Mm. And when a sheep 
come back to the Lord. And I always tell this, don't, don't focus on coming back to the church. Focus on coming back to God. Then you go to church. Because a building can save you. A building can't heal you. A building can't deliver you. So you get it right with the Lord. Then you go to church. Because you didn't stray from the church. You stray from God. Wow. And when that son returned back to home, that one, he had learned a valuable lesson. Yeah. God let him have a taste of that world. Let him know that world don't care about you. It would chew you up and spit you out. Yes. You thought you had friends, but when your money went dry, they went dry. The devil even put you down to mud, into a pig slop, and walk away. God would do that. Yeah. God would never close. Like I said earlier, God do not close doors on a string. Mm. His door is always open. Always open. So when he returned, the Bible said he, he realized, he came to himself because when he was down to nothing, he was down in a, you know, what, how low can you get in a pig pen? <laughs> you know, and this man was an heir wealthy you know and he realized what he had but the lord had to sometimes the lord will let you go out there and you straight and mm. to get some sense in your head <laughs> yeah but when he returned he realized you know wait you know my father is wealthy you know we got service but he changed him mm. he was not that same arrogant kind of son that world brought him ominous the world made him appreciate what he had. When you return to God, you appreciate Jesus more. Oh, yeah. You appreciate what he did for how he died for you, how he saved you, how you, he snatched you out of hell. You appreciate him once he delivered you. And when he returned, the Bible, he said, you know, he said, I've sinned against heaven, which is God, and I sinned against my father. Right. And so he was getting things right. And he didn't even want, he was, he was humble. He didn't even want to be called his son. But look at that father. And that's how God does us. When we come back, mm -hmm. he don't come, he don't throw what we went in in our face. He don't judge us. He had hallelujah. He just opened his arms, hallelujah, and welcome us back. He's so excited. But the, those that are here in this podcast, if you are the one, mm -hmm. That's have gone astray. God waiting on you. And do not allow Satan to deter you from coming back. Because the devil will come back, well, you know, I'm too bad. I've done too much, but God loves you like that. So he can clean you up. Or I, uh, you know, I did the biggest sin, but God is a forgiving God. Or I don't know because I don't know what people say. You know, your salvation not based, based on people. Hmm. You answer only to God. That's when I say, if you return old backsliders, if you return back, you return back to God. All you need to do is get back to God. If you hurt anybody on the way out, you need to get right with that person. But okay. not to worry about what people say. This is the thing between you and God. You just get back to God. So God cares about you. And he will go above and beyond. And that shepherd can rest. 
until he found him. And he rejoiced. Why? Just like the father, the prodigal son. He had a big feast, you know, we, we, we celebrate. You know, my son was lost, but now he found him. Yeah. He was blind to all what he did, but now he see. And let's celebrate because the devil didn't get him. Amazing grace. That's yes. Great. The devil, and, and that's how the, the, the shepherd did. I found my lost sheep. And let's return because he didn't, the, the wolf didn't get him. The animals out there didn't destroy him. He's safe now. Yeah. He's safe now. I love that. And I think even as I'm just picturing it, like you ever have a good hug? Like a really warm. good, mm, like warm hug. You just, oh, you can melt in that person's arms. Yes, I feel yes. like I imagine that happening, you know, when we just come into God's arms, you know, one mm -hmm. day we'll feel that, feel that, but oh my goodness. And I think it's those little moments of people that help us along the way and shed hope, love, and compassion. Mm -hmm. and on the flip side of the coin being maybe part of the 99 and, and rooting for the lost. You know, I think mm -hmm. there's been times I've, definitely have prayed and, and really, um, challenged myself to help those who are feeling like I have felt in my life because mm -hmm. I, I, I'm never, I'm not better than anybody else. I, you know, I've gone through things mm -hmm. guys, I've gone through hard times and I've gone through every day. I struggle with sin and, you know, I think we're just human and we're, we're mm -hmm. all at that brokenness and just knowing that I think God, his arms are open wide towards me. Mm -hmm. you know, I want someone else to see that for them if they feel lost or alone or like they've gone astray, you mm -hmm. know, I want to let them know just like you did Delvine, like, you know, God is for you, not against you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I yes. think, you know, what can we do to encourage others to fight for the loss, to fight for that friend who has gone down that path or our children who we think, oh my goodness, will they ever get that right? Or, you know, and we're just praying with the deepest prayer of it. Maybe we're just even exhausted, you know, our down on our knees or whatever it is that you're praying for, you know, mm -hmm. um, maybe we're just asking God to not have our friend perish in depression or anxiety or illness or worry or mm -hmm. with cancer or loss of purpose, you know, so how can we encourage and really lift somebody up um, like the shepherd would want us to? I fight on my knees. Mm. Mm -hmm. I fight in prayer. I have come in contact with parents and people that I know and loved ones that are out in the world, strong out on drugs, alcohol, whatever, addiction, strongholds. Mm. And I can't be with them 24 7. But prayer travels. Prayer goes globally. It go overseas. When I see one of the people that's straight or bound by all these addiction, I always encourage them. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I know, I know. Don't you worry. I say, I don't care what you do. I'm praying because, see, the Bible said through love and kindness, they don't need to be beaten down. Mm. Because I've learned this from ministers and men in my church. When I came into my ministry, we had street service. We went into, we went into areas that you wouldn't go into because there was lost souls there. 
and we preach what I didn't, I was, I was a babe. I wasn't preaching. I was singing. And I saw these people from all walks of life, pimps, prostitutes coming at the meeting. Mm-hmm. But my God, I seen that word of God came out of my pastor mouth, preaching, giving them hope, mm-hmm. tear down sin, the word convicting. And I wasn't at this particular meeting, but one of the guys came with his two prostitutes on the side, he was a pimp. And he came and he was listening to that word. And my pastor called him out. You come here. He had his white three-piece suit and his hat cocked and left his prostitutes there. And when my pastor prayed for that man, <laughs> him and that white suit hit the floor. <laughs> he was so drunk with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> he couldn't get up to save his life. <laughs> She said, you can go to the backside of the desk. She said, God, we will walk you down. That man got delivered, stopped pimping, and was saved. The one that I witnessed, we went to a street, said, I had no idea what he was doing. And the same thing happened. I remember we were going to the, it was like in a rural area. And I remember we was setting up the, you know, the music and getting ready you know, to sing. And I'm like, why are we out here? There's nobody around us. Why are, we, why are we out here? And the song leader began to sing. And, and I was like, what was she singing to? And, but I noticed there were three, like three or four chairs, folding chairs in this big yard. And they had this big light in this big tree. And I'm like, what, you know, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, the state trooper came by. I said, oh my God, we're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't bother us and I'm like okay he just got out the car and he just stood there and looked up and down the street and I'm saying well what is going on so they begin to sing the praises and everything and all of a sudden I'm seeing people coming out because it was a real the house was way apart from each other walking down the dirt road with their folding chairs and and coming and sitting down, and the whole lawn was full. And Mac, I never seen this, and all kind of, and I didn't know that that the house that we was uh, having the meeting in front of was a boot used to be a bootleg house, but um, the, my pastor had a Bible study, there and the, they got saved, and they opened up their yard to speak to the people. And I know why that stayed true because he had the direct traffic. It was so many people. And, and the pastor came and she was praying and laying hands. They were falling like flies. But people was getting saved. Wow. These was lost souls. Mm. These was even people that was in church was strayed. There was people that didn't even know about God. But God cared, but she did not, she just preached the gospel. She preached love, how much God loved you, how much you mean to God. She gave them hope, hallelujah. Mm. Hey, she gave them hope. She didn't, she didn't criticize. Mm. 
But the word of God was so anointing that it convicted that soul and said, I want to get back to God. Hallelujah. It was a lot of backsliders out there. It was a lot of church going hypocrites saying, no, I'm playing with God. I want to get right. Hallelujah. Mm. And that's what I want you to know, those that are lost. I pray on my knees. I can't be with my loved ones out there, but I can pray. But the thing about praying, you pray. I'm a warrior. Mm. A prayer warrior is not like a prayer partner. A prayer warrior is like what it said. It goes to battle. Mm -hmm. A prayer warrior don't give up on that soul. Regardless of the news you may hear about them, they could be, oh, they got them locked up. And now I saw them in the street, they strung out with drugs. And I saw them, they sleeping in the alley. It don't bother us. You know why? Because we trust God. Hallelujah. Because why would you worry when you know God got mm. You just pray. You just do war in, do battle in prayer. A prayer warrior will not give up until the battle is won. A prayer warrior put his or herself aside mm. for that soul. No matter if their mother calling us three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, we just get up and we get refreshed and we go in the prayer room. A warrior battling because we know this is a spiritual warfare. We know this Satan trying to keep them out there and keep them tired and and and, and don't want to come back and 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 want that stronghold to take them up. We said, no, you won't. We just go in battle. We and we keep on and we keep on until the battle is over. Mm. Until the battle is won. That's a warrior. We don't we don't care what kind of news we hear. We said, God got it. We, you know, we, you, 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 and even a prayer warrior could be going through something you would never know because they, they, they put their self aside for uh -huh. you. A prayer, prayer warrior has got a burden for souls. Oh, yeah. A burden for souls. I, I, um, I was on, I went live on one of, I went and saw my first night, I went live again. And I have one of my prayer warrior friends to be with me. Now she's not really, she's on social media, but she's not really active. But she, what she does, she see my live and she comes on. Because you know, I pray with my eye closed. So if the, of those things, she looking at it and she writing out names. Mm -hmm. And she battling in prayer, what I can't see. Cause we, we warring. <laughs> we warring, I love that. We warring. And so that's the reason I always tell them, when I see them, I say, I don't, I, I don't say, you know, man, you all be shamed. No, a girl look like, no. Hey, hey, so the, hey, baby, how you doing? You know, I love you. Praying for you. That's, they need that. They don't need anybody to tear them down. <laughs> they already down. That's what I do in the, in the women's jail ministry. They already torn up. I give them hope. I encourage them. So I just want to say too, I, I just love that. You said a few things here to really just talk about prayer warrior. I mean, the way that you describe the prayer warrior, the way that you describe, you know, really getting on your knees and being selfless in prayer. Um, it really does. You, you are really fighting for the one. Um, and I love that you even approach it in a sense too, like, like you have, what did you call that? Uh, the shepherd What does the shepherd have that little, oh, the, oh, the, the rod, the, 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 yeah, the, 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 uh, ox gore. It's, it's yeah. like, it's a, it's a wooden gore. rod. 
It's a yeah. reservoir, and at the end of it, it got, you know, the little print, the prick, like little pricks, like, you know, and the thing was song, you know, why you yeah. persecuted I mean, you kick against the prick. Because yeah. he, pr- you know, and that prick pierced him. Get back in order, you know. It's mm-hmm. like those prayers are, are doing that for us, for, mm. the, for, for those of the lost. Like, hey, hey, uh-uh, get back in line. Like mm-hmm. a prayer, like you said, can travel and it can mm-hmm. pierce our hearts. Like I, I mm-hmm. think uh, there is so much power in prayer. And I think when we say, okay, I'll just pray about it. I, I remember one time I was talking to you, Delphine, and you said, but I want to pray about it right now, mm-hmm. right now, <laughs> before it even leaves my mind. And I think that's that's part of it. And it is a selfless thing. It is an intentional thing to do, but God cares so much for that person. If he tells you to pray, you better pray, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Definitely. You, I always say, do when it, don't delay in the pray. Don't do. Now you may put something else aside, but if somebody calling you and, t- and ask you to pray, don't delay. Mm-hmm. Don't delay. Uh, matter of fact, I had two prayer requests today. One I had a long talk with, and then one, one of my followers just DM me and she was really, she really need God to move right then. I didn't, I, I dropped everything. Mm-hmm. I text my prayer warrior friend. It was over. Mm-hmm. It was over. And I thank God. I thank God for prayer and I thank God for results because she had a condition that both of my brothers had, because she, I think she's on the CPA. She had to put this mask on and breathe at night because mm. she can't sleep without it because she, you know, she would, she can't breathe. And uh, my oldest brothers, both of them was on it. And I told them the, the, uh, last year, I said, I don't know about you. you, you, you y'all can sleep like that if y'all want to. I said, but you know what your sister went through? <laughs> I said, well, I'm a believe God. They heal you, mm-hmm. and you, you shouldn't really live, live, live like this. I said, no, you will not live like this. I said, you know what God brought me out. You know mm-hmm. how he raised me up from my uh, bed of affliction. And I was talking to my other middle brother, and I asked him about something. He said, you know what, I'm, I'm off of that. I said, oh, thank you for telling me now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you were right. <laughs> My but oldest brother is, yeah, yeah, but my oldest brother is almost off it too. Wow. Because I won't accept that. Yeah. I will not accept that. You weren't born with it. Well, I, I, we serve a mighty good God. We serve a big God. Mm-hmm. I believe in divine healing. I believe that God can do anything. Mm-hmm. I've seen too many things in my life, and I, I read too much in the Bible to convince me that God is a healer. Mm-hmm. So my oldest, my middle brother, he's off. I'm still praying. I'm not stopping. I'm still worried for my oldest brother, my older elder, the both the oldest. Know. Yeah, you know. And he and he's happened. winging off already. Mm. He's winging off, and I gave that woman hope. I said, well, "Okay, don't worry about it. God got you. If He can do it for my brother, He can do it for you." Mm. It's such a powerful thing to say that if He can do it for me, He can do it for you. If He can mm. do it for me, He can do it for you. If Jesus can do it for this person, He can do it for you. Yes, I feel like. That is also something that is so life-giving that brings so much joy to our lives when we remember and remind each other of what God did for us and what mm-hmm. he'll do for you. Um, mm-hmm. I think, and 
listen, Jesus, he, like I said, the lost son and Mm -hmm. the the lost sheep. And he also talked about even the lost coin. Like he wanted to hit home the fact that he does not stop and he will never stop. He takes those prayers. He takes care of them like the good shepherd Mm -hmm. and he does not stop. Mm -hmm. He's going to keep on searching for a way to make a way because God is the way he is the truth. He is Mm -hmm. the way, and Mm -hmm. he's not going to stop or quit on you. Not now, whatever you have that little prayer in your mind, it's not little to him. It's his. You are mm-hmm. his. You mm-hmm. belong to him. And that means something. And that you I always thought it was so funny, Delphine, to me that Jesus cared so much for the one that just turned turned back. He wanted to celebrate like it was New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. like party mm-hmm. balloons. And he mm-hmm. mentioned that even with the lost coin, he mentioned mm-hmm. it with the lost son and with the lost mm-hmm. shepherd. Like, let's celebrate that. And I feel like as as a community, as believers, we need to remember to celebrate it all, what he did for us for the 99 and what he's doing for the one that is still astray, but God has not let him go too far. And I think- That's true. And in 19, well, it was 19, I don't know, it was 1999 or 98. We did a celebration like that. We was in a shut-in and we were shut in for three days. It was three of us, where's four of us. My pastor and three other ladies. And we went before the Lord for all the people that strayed. It's a true story now. Wow. We're supposed to do God had ordained a three-year, three-day journey. We did it in one day. We went in our prayer. I remember we were sitting in the, I'm getting chills. I was, we were sitting in the church and my pastor began to sing. And I closed my eyes and my other sisters. And we just, we just was, you know, she was singing, we were, and hallelujah, but all of a sudden, the spirit of the Lord hit her and we went up in prayer. And God came and began to speak a prophecy. And he called backsliders name one by one by one by one. And when we came out, she went in the office and began to call the people said, come to the church. God said, come home. Some was in Birmingham, another place. I was about two or three hours from, you know, I was like, well, yeah, was until, yeah about an hour and a half. One of them, we didn't even know where she stayed. We, the one that she did get hold to, they came. And when they entered, they come from, you know, open the door to the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. I was like Miriam. I had my tambourine. I was praising God as they went down the aisle. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And some of this fell down on their knees and crawled out. Glory. Hey. And I was just shouting and praising God. And I had my tambourine. I was just like, I, we were celebrating. And we called all the names mm, that had strayed and they returned to God that night. Wow. We was, we was, it was one that we couldn't get because the mother, you know, because she just strung out. But God led her and we waited till she got there. So you're supposed to celebrate because that person was lost but found. Because think about it. What if it was your child? What if it was you? When you want somebody to pray for you? Would you want somebody to celebrate you back into the fold? Yes. Yes.
Delphine, you are the best storyteller. I love how excited and like passionate. If you guys could all just see her talking, it is like puts this on a whole different level. <laughs> I have her on Zoom right now and she's just beautiful in this golden yellow. And when she starts talking about these stories, I literally, my hand is on my chin, my chin's resting on my hand. And I am like, like a, a little child listening to a story, but they're all so good because I know it is truth that you are speaking and it's bringing somebody up today. And in so many different stories that we we go through, so many different things that we walk through in life, testimonies that lead us to different places and in, in where we've gone and, and the experiences that we've had, uh, make for a good book. And I think <laughs> you have, you've written three wonderful, wonderful books, uh, Just Jesus and Me, Hiding God's Word in My Heart and Family Time with God and Devotional. And um, I, I love all of those, those titles, but I'm going to mm -hmm. throw it to you and let you decide like where you want to go and what, what, what book you'd like to really unpack with us today. Well, um, I'm going to kind of give you a brief of all of them. Um, first book was Just Jesus and Me. That was my first book I wrote in 2019. Uh, I tell the story about my healing journey, my faith journey. I was, uh, I, I, was uh, I had leprosy. Uh, I was, um, I didn't know at the time, but I did. Wow. Uh, I was in my last year in college and I started breaking out with, you know, small Mises height uh, bumps. And I went home. I thought, oh, this is my last year. I was going to make it. I was going to sing opera around the world. That's my journey. I thought I was going to be an opera star, but God had other plans. Did you regret it? No, because I'm right where God wants me to be. I went home and I, um, this reason I'm glad you have this podcast because you should share your testimony because you never know who is going through a moment or a trial or suffering or whatever. And uh, I was raised in a home that people prayed. We had time with the Lord and I knew the knowledge of God, but I was, I never had, oh, let me tell you this. I, I heard about Jesus. <laughs> I heard about God through my mother and father and going to church but I didn't know him. It's a wow. difference. And um, I, long story short, I'm just going to be brief. So if you want to get the details, how you get the book, Just Jesus and Me. All my books is on Amazon. Just Jesus and Me is telling you about my journey. I was born with asthma. But like I said, we were talking about praying at prayer. I had a praying mother and a praying father. And they always pray for me. God delivered me from asthma. The last asthma attack I ever had was age 19. Never had no more. I almost lost my life with asthma, but I had a praying mom and a praying daddy. And they trust God. Uh, I, got, I went home after uh, coming from college and I kept getting worse. And my middle brother told me, he said, well, you know, I go to a dermatologist and you go there, get you some cream and get you some whatever. And so it's okay. And I did nothing happened. And I I kept saying, God, can you, God, you could do this for me. And like I said, I knew the word. I would read about the woman issued blood. And, and I didn't, I didn't want to read about leprosy because I didn't think I had it. I just thought, you know, this, this was just some kind of nerve thing. It'll go. It didn't. And so there was an October when I got home. And it kept getting worse and worse. And then I said, then I saw the Lord. I said, Lord, now, I know some of the miracles that God did. I knew about the 10 leper, but I didn't know that, you know, I just know that they showed the set of the priest. And I said, well, Lord, I don't know what this is, but I, I try to read something that kind of helped me what I was seeing. And so I read about, uh, I was like the Isha Blood. I had, I was like her. 
I, I really, I was doing, I had the issue of blood and, uh, but I never thought about her, but I did read about healing. I went in the word of God and read about healing. And when I read about it, it gave me hope. That's when I would encourage anybody to read your, read your word, read your word, mm. it gives you hope. And, but I kept getting worse. And so in December the 16th, 1979, wow. I went in the bathroom and I could, I wasn't getting better. No, let me back back. A friend of mine came, uh, he was from New York. He was our musician at our church and he came and uh, uh, to the house. He always come to the house after choir rehearsal. We was talking, he noticed my arm. He said, what's going on with you, Duff? And I said, you know what, Alan, I'm gonna trust God to heal me. He said, you know, you remind me of this lady that had stage four cancer in New York. And she got tired of chemo and radiation, so she trusted God. And he said, Devin, did you realize that woman got healed? I never heard of that. Because back in my day, when you had the big C, you was gone. They didn't have the medicine to have now. So he planted a seed in my heart of faith to step out. And when I did approach the Lord about it, that was December 1697. I said, Lord, I won't, I said, I don't know you. I don't know you like Moses know you. I don't know you like blind Bartimaeus. So I don't know you like Moses that you opened the Red Sea. I don't know you like that. I said, but I want to know you like that. I want to look at you. I said, you're the same God today and forever. I said, Lord, prove yourself for me. If you can heal blind eyes and heal leprosy, prove yourself to me. And I said, this day, December 16th, I will not go, to, I will not take medical treatment. I will, I want to know you. And I went on a three-year journey. And you can read my book and see what I went through because it's a, it was a journey. But through it all, <laughs> through it all, I came out whole. I, 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 I broke out in bars and sores. That's when I stayed in Job. I said, read your word because it would give you strength. I, I was around doubters, people that didn't believe me. They, they thought I was crazy. I'm some distrusting God. I experienced a lot of things through of people that I thought would support me, but they didn't believe. But I had I, I had not, nobody but God. That's the reason I told the Lord I was trying to convince people that God was going to heal me. And I realized that I was wasting my time. And I want to encourage you, if you go on a journey and you trust in God and nobody believe you, don't worry, just trust God. Believe God. And I sit down and I said, Lord, it's just you and me. Just Jesus and me. And that's when I gave it that. That's when I, that my title came up. It was just Jesus and me. And after three years, God healed me. No doctor touched me. He went in my room wow. and cleared my skin. But this is the miracle that God gave me. God showed me in a trial that he can do miracles through me. And I didn't do it. I'm gonna let you, let me tell you something. I don't care who you are. God will use you on your bed of affliction. God will use you with one leg. God will use you with one eye. So do not let your disability stop you from being used by God. Mm -mm -mm. My brother, my older brother, because I couldn't walk because the leprosy was under my feet. He would bring me my, breakfast, lunch, and dinner to my room. Leprosy is contagious. Don't you realize God was protecting my family? They never caught it. 
But, but, but my brother kept going to the room. It got on his finger. And I saw it. And I said, wait a minute, let me see. He said, don't worry. I said, no, don't worry. And I got his hand, my leprosy hand. Mm. I had sores between my fingers with blood and pus coming out. But I held his hand, hallelujah. And I began to pray and I was talking to Satan. I'm not scared of Satan. See, mm. he's, he don't care about me and I don't care about him. I hate him. He hate me. And I told Satan, I said, this is my fight. Leave my brother alone. I said, you mess with me, but you don't mess with him. And I began to talk to the Lord and told God, move, move it. And three days he was here and I'm still covered. God done found me. God, I'm like, okay. <laughs> but he was not through with me yet. Mm. It was more I had to learn on that journey. And boy, did I learn a lot. Mm. So that was the first one. The second one is was hiding God word in my heart. I wrote that during COVID. I wrote that during COVID because when COVID came out, everybody was scared. I was scared. Everybody was scared. Everybody was going on. I was looking at the television. They was saying, all oh, the elders going to die. They were saying, people my age, my mama age, my husband age going to die. And I said, wait. And I had to go in the living room. I said, wait a minute. Let me, let me get myself together. Because I was about to lose it. I said, wait a minute. And I said, God, this COVID didn't slip up on you. It slipped on us, but you knew it. And if you could take care of your people through plagues, surely. I'm your child. You can take care of me. And I will trust you. And God began to pour scriptures in my mind to sustain me through COVID-19. Hiding God's word in my heart. Let's talk about the word hide. When you hide something, there's something you store. You put it in a safe place. You conceal it, right? So I want you to know because I read the word the Bible. Mm. That's the reason I had it in my heart. He was just speaking it to me. But see, when you don't read the word, how can he have something? Because see, you don't even know the word. When I felt a little uneasy, God, I threw a word. Then I said, I never leave you to forsake you. Amen. I know this was the word because it was in my heart. He was just, he was talking to me, and but the word was in my heart. It was, it, I was hiding everything he was telling me. I was putting it, but I read the word because I recognize his word. And I want to encourage you, if you want to learn how to hide God's word in your heart, you got to read the Bible. Then you got to ask God to open up the scriptures to you as you read. Because I remember when, we, when I was little, we all had to say a Bible verse. At, at the, my daddy would say the grace, and we had to say a Bible verse. I kept saying, Jesus will, I was a baby of the family. Jesus will. I didn't, I, I, I had no knowledge of the Bible. They just say, okay, you say Jesus will. That was a scripture. They didn't say Jesus will. But as I got older, I know why he will. So that's when I said, when you read in the word of God, ask God to open up the scriptures to you. Mm. I know people do uh, daily affirmations. You can say all kinds of affirmations, but if you don't believe it, it do you no good. Mm-hmm. So when you also behind the word, you're asking God to open the word up to you and put the word in your heart. And you also need to search the scriptures to understand why he said what he's saying. 
So we, that's, that's, that's our error. We don't study the scripture. And then we got to believe the scripture. Mm. When I was going through that leprosy in my body, I believe he was wounded for my transgression. Mm. I believe that he was bruised for my iniquity. I believe that. I believe that by his strife, I will heal. I believe when he went to the two blind men and they asked him, son, they have mercy on me. He said, what can I do? He said, they can see. And he said, do you believe I could do this? They said, yes, no. He said, according to your faith. And I realized I can get anything I want according to my faith. So just don't read the word, search the word and believe the word. Mm, receive the word believe the word receive the word amen that's it and so the scripture just kept coming kept coming yes. and they and every time i would get in a low bed god would bring a scripture i said thank you lord mm. thank you lord thank you lord and it kept me and it's still sustaining me and then the last one is called family time of god that's my third that's my first bible devotional and I'm telling all about my little Delphine. You're learning about the little Delphine. You're about when the bad Delphine, which is a little girl. And you'll find out about Delphine, which was rebellious. Because I'm real. I want you to know where I came, I come from. I went all good. I went all like this. I want to tell you, I want I share about my family, how my mother prayed, some experience with God uh, in prayer, how my mother prayed. One day I was like, my mother was bedridden, you know. I was in this room. I was on the couch and I was I was writing this book. I started trying to write this book, Family Time with God. And my mother went in a prayer. My mother was in the room and she was praying because she always prayed. She prayed before she went to bed. And I said, Mom, I'm, I'm here. I had my laptop and I'm here in the, from the couch. And, just, and she began to pray. And normally I just, we learn as my family, my father always taught us as little children, when anyone is praying in the home, you respect the prayer. So in other words, you just stop what you're doing. You bow your head and, uh, and reverence. That's the way we do. And, we, and my brothers and I, we do the same today. You reverence that person. Cause God, my father said, God, we're talking to God. So you need to bow your head. And we do that. I remember I was a little girl and uh, my brothers, they was in their room. And when we hear our parents praying, I pull that doll aside. They start playing with their training. We bow our head. Because somebody is communicating with God, you respect that prayer. And my mother was in the room and she was praying. And I stopped, I put the left top beside. And my mother was praying. And woo, my mother began to talk to God. And I got up and I began to turn the corner in her room. And I saw her little, her little frail hands. Hallelujah. begin to raise and talk to God. My mother touched heaven that I felt the spirit coming and zooming all up in this room, in the house. The house was, was like, you could feel the presence of God. And though oh, I know it, I joined in her with that prayer. And usually I let her pray about that, but that spirit of prayer, it took me over. She was praying and I was praying. And God would not release me. She was praying all she and like that whole the whole. I felt the spirit of God coming in the hallway. It is like it would just, we were just saturated in that spirit. Oh. Mm -hmm. And I could stop praying. Hallelujah. 
If she could stop praying, hallelujah. If I, I don't know how long we prayed. Oh. But I remember getting back up and I looked at her, she was asleep. I cut the light. I said, I'm not, after that, I wasn't writing no more. When I passed her while she was sleeping, when I got in the bed, and what a peace, and you could feel that glory. You could feel that glory in your heart and mind and soul. And I walked in that glory for weeks, because that presence filled the house. This is where I, you see, that was, that was a family time I had with her. I came from a home that prayed and touched heaven. That's all I know. Mm. That's why I am what I am. That's all I know. My mother, my father was prayer warriors. They prayed. My grandmother, they touched heaven. And that's all we know, my brothers know. We know how to pray. God taught us through them and then God take over with his spirit. And that's the reason I always tell people, if you're going to pray, be real. If you're going to pray, tell God the truth. Don't tell God what you think he want to know. Mm. If you hurt and say, God, I'm hurting. And that's what helped me through my journey of leprosy. I said, God, I don't feel, I do not feel good today. Help me. Give me strength. God, I'm sad today. Help me. Give me strength. God, I'm weak today. God, I want to go all the way with you on this journey, but I need you to help me. I was honest with him. Mm. And always be real. My grandmother always say, when you go in your prayer room, say what you mean and mean what you say. Mm. Don't waste God's time. And I share those stories of my childhood and my mother and my father on incidents, how they was great fathers and mothers that taught us in a family time. My daddy, we always had prayer Bible study in our home on Tuesday, and then we go to church and have Bible study. But it was always, and we had it until my daddy died. Mm. Family time with God. We always had family time. Do not be so busy, parents, that you don't have time with your children. Mm. And what I love about my parents, they, I, not only I heard them pray, but they, I, they prayed with us. My mother would get on her knees with me and pray with me as a child. And I remember the last prayer that I prayed with her on the knees. I was getting ready to go to the church. The church is not too far from my home. And I said, mama gonna steal away because she said, can I go? I said, yes, ma'am. My mother can walk good. But my mother wanted to go and I said, okay, I wheel her in. And I said, okay, I'm going to, oh, she said, help me. I want to bow down. I want to bow at the altar. Mm. And I, I struggled with her and I helped her. 
I couldn't even pray that day. I was just looking at this 93-year-old woman. Hmm. She said, I want to humble myself. I want to, I want that all humble. And she prayed, and I couldn't pray. I just looked up. <laughs> and I remember I was at home and I was getting ready to go another one. She said, I want to go, I want to bow down again. And she was 94. And I struggled to get her down on her knees because her knees were, you know, stiff, but she was determined. So those that are younger, you are not without excuse. If this woman can get up every morning until she died at two o'clock to pray for her elders of the church, pray for the neighborhood, pray for anybody that asks her to pray. If you are healthy, you are not without excuse. Mm, pray determined. I love that. It sounds like your mother was a beautiful, wonderful woman and who made you so incredible, Delphine. She gave you so much and the power of prayer that just flows through your home. It flows through your, through our legacy. Um, it's really beautiful. It is really beautiful. I think anybody listening is just take a moment and pause and thank God for somebody who's praying for you today. We're going to be praying for you today. Whoever's listening. I mean, I'm determined to know, like I'm determined to pray because God knows what you need. God knows everything. And I think this just encourages me so much to pray. Like, oh, my heart. Um, I want to do more of that. I want to pray more. <laughs> it's just beautiful. Really is beautiful. You really ignited our hearts here today, Delphine. And I'm just so grateful and thankful to have this treasure of a, of a conversation. It really has meant so much to me and just encouraging people to lead with prayer in their lives to pray for whatever is going on, whatever is happening in their lives. I love the realness and the rawness that has come through this conversation because I think somebody now knows that they have been seen, that God hears them and that they are loved. You are loved. Thank you so much. Is there anything that you want to end with today, Miss Delphine? I feel like we need to end in prayer, but <laughs> if, if you want to do that for us today, I'd be so just honored. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for having me. It's an honor to be in your presence, to be able to share Jesus. I don't take it lightly when a person asks me to come on a podcast or speak on a platform because it's about the soul. It's not about me. Mm. It's about the soul. And I thank God that I do have a testimony. I thank God that whatever I went through, I learned that you got to go through the struggles to appreciate the reward. Mm. And I went through a lot, but God, he rewarded me now. He rewarded me to have the opportunity to write about it, to share it on a platform, to share it on a podcast or whatever he's, he's allowing me to. And I thank God. I was telling a friend today, I never thought that that three-year journey with that leprosy would birth a book. Mm. I never thought it would expire. I was that, That's a 40, soon-to-be-40-year-old testimony. I would hear from leprosy 40 years ago, soon to be, and it never came back. 
See, when God heal you, he make you whole. God don't go into real mission. When God heal you, he make you whole. He not only say, heal me, he saved me. He gave me salvation. And I want to encourage anyone that's listened to this podcast that if you feel like all hope is gone, it's not. Let me tell you something. As long as God see you trying, he will help you. Don't beat yourself up. Because I used to do that. I would fail here and I would fail. I said, oh, God, here I am. I would beat myself. And that's what the devil wants you to feel like. Oh, you no good. Or you, you can't make it. Or you know, ain't no hope for you. You know, you, you never. No, do not. Don't fall to the prey. As long as God see you try. Mm. That's one thing about it that helped me. I never stopped trying. Mm. Yes, I made mistakes. But I got back up. But I never stopped trying until I overcome, I overcame that stronghold. I never stopped till I, I, I got the power over that spirit. I failed, but I kept trying to, I, I won the battle. So never stop trying. Mm. As long as there's breath in your body, pray. Pray. For mm. prayer is the weapon to fight the battles of Satan. And that's the reason I, I pray a lot. I pray a lot with my people. I pray, I pray not only on social media, I pray locally. My phone is always buzzing, my DMs always full, but I'm not complaining. Because I came here, God brought us here. You said my purpose is to serve. It's to be a blessing, to be an inspiration, to be an encouragement to somebody. So let me pray for you and you and you that's feeling defeated, mm. that's hurting, hallelujah, that feel like you can't make it. Father God, I come, hallelujah, hey, Lord, I come before the throne of God in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for my friend here, Jack, and I'm going to ask you right now, Lord, I pray for her, hallelujah, I pray for this podcast. I ask you to bless them, my God, and let it go out to the people that need to hear this word. People that don't have no hope. Fear, fighting anxiety, depression, oppression, hallelujah. Fighting all kinds of sickness and disease. Lord, thou art a healer. Ask the Almighty God to do in the bodies right now. Though they're feeling discouraged, hallelujah. Have no hope. Feel like nobody love them. God, you love them. Feel like nobody care. You love, you care about God. You care about us. You say, cast all your cares. You care about us. Bless you right now to go in that body that need a mighty cure. Glory. Curse the root of cancer. Curse the root of fear. Curse the root of doubt. Curse the root of unbelief. Curse the root of anxiety. Curse the root of bitterness. Curse the root of anger. Hallelujah. Go in and catch it for the piss of hell to be burned in the mighty name of Jesus. Send peace to the man. Peace to the heart and peace to the soul. Mm. Move all strongholds. Mm. Remember that drug addict, that alcoholic, hallelujah. That one that want to give up. Lord, don't let them do it. Because mm. you never give up on us. 
So let's not give up on God. I'm asking you all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. Amen. 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 I just feel like celebrating right now with you, Delphine, because I feel like, no, I know that this prayer is traveling. In the mighty name of Jesus, there are going to be strongholds ripped down. What you are facing today, it will no longer have a hold on you. It'll not be this dark cloud over you. The cloud has been lifted and we are going to celebrate right now. The light of Jesus is overflowing your cup right now. Your babies are going to be okay. Your, your sickness is going to go away. God is fighting for you, the mighty God of our creator who knitted you in your mother's womb. And I believe that this encouragement today is just going to be a ripple effect of you praying for somebody else and then somebody else and then somebody else. And I'm just so thankful that you came into this space today and that you chose to be encouraged. Thank you so much, Delphine. I can't just thank you enough for all of that. Um, it's just so powerful. I can't wait to go back and listen myself. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to thank you for the opportunity for reaching out to me, even though you know, I, 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 I'm just, I love to share Jesus. I love to give people hope. That's the reason, you know, when you found me and, you know, I'm on Instagram and, and I like to encourage people every day because when I was on my bed of affliction, somebody encouraged me. Mm. So I want to pay it forward and encourage somebody else. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. You are a dear encourager. You are such a good and sweet soul sister. Thank you so much. You guys have a great week, everybody. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, episode number 99 on the Be Encouraged podcast. I am tickled pink to know that you spent time with me today to be encouraged. If you would like to learn more about our guest speaker today, Delphine Kirkland, please go ahead and click on the link in the show notes. I left it there for you and a few Bible verses that we mentioned in today's episode. So you can study that this week and be encouraged. You guys, I hope and pray you have a wonderful week. And if you feel encouraged today, don't forget to share this episode with somebody you love, somebody you know that needs to hear the good news so they are not defeated. Thanks again, everybody, and have a great week.